Blog Talk Radio. Flurries, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes! <laughs> Bye-bye. Pull the mask off. People aren't going to like what they see. Looks going to look like flesh on the outside. You rip it open and it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out. unscrupulous and unexpected it's time for another summer of big brother yes 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 my friends my big brother family you are listening to the bb after show with the troubadour of talk the Toxic Shock Jock of Blog Talk. I am your host, Sam, and I am so excited you're here with me from the Dead Lizard Studios about 20, 30 minutes south of Atlanta, where it is a very hot day, or night, really, and it's raining like crazy. It has been raining for a week straight, and it's going to keep raining. And, you know, you can't complain about that, but at the same time, I mean, you get... Water start rising, people get nervous about water getting too high and floods and everything else. So it's a little bit crazy here, but we are going to get this done tonight because it has been a wild week. Some things you guys have agreed with me on Twitter, some things you do not, and that is why we are here to discuss it, talk about it every week. As you know, every Thursday night, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, because that is the only time zone that I know of that I can actually predict correctly. Don't ask me Pacific Time, Mountain uh, Central, I'm okay with. But those other time zones, if you're in the U.K., I know we've got worldwide listeners. I don't even know. I'm assuming it's like, I don't know, 8 a.m. I have no clue. Don't ask me about time zones, and I'm very bad at math. And we are here by the grace of Morty's TV, I want you guys to go visit them, www.mortystv.bb.com. They absolutely do a ton for us to support this show, bring it to you guys, help me put things together, promote it for us. They have a big part of this, so please go visit them. They've got forums. They've got all kinds of things um, that you can get involved in, different you know, um, competitions and things like that. Uh, that are going to really, really be a lot of fun for you guys to do. And also, they're always looking for people to help on the feeds. Sorry if I sound a little distracted. There's a lot of weather outside, so sometimes I may pause just to make sure I'm not about to get hit by a tornado. Um, So forgive me 
I'm also a little nervous that we might have a power outage here in the studio, so if that happens, uh, you know, we've got ways to get around it. No problem. But if you hear me pause, that's kind of what I'm listening to because it is really crazy outside. Um, but anyway, go to Morty's, visit them, and go visit them on Morty's TV on uh, Twitter. Also, our show, BB After Show. Uh, at BB After Show, you guys uh, have done such a great job following, commenting, being a part of it. We try to put polls out there. We'll make comments. Some things you hate, some things you dislike. Sometimes I'm wrong, and you guys are so, so, so wonderfully quick to let me know that I have said something wrong or, or it was incorrect about something, one of which was I thought a couple of players might come back. A lot of you let me know very quickly that that would never happen, and if I was really a Big Brother fan, I would know that. Guys, fair enough. What do you want me to say? I am not a Big Brother fan. I just absolutely get on the phone and just randomly talk for, you know what, and giggles. I don't want to say it. But um, <laughs> so it, it is what happens. Anyway, what a crazy week, huh? I mean, you know, you know it's, it's times like this you don't really even know where to start. What an extremely... I don't know how you say this. Awkward, uncomfortable HOH when you just had one that you thought was going to take the cake. Bailey says, hold my beer. God, and we're going to dig into that. We're also going to dig into what's coming up this week. Although I don't think it's so much of a surprise. I think we all saw, of course, Angela wins the HOH. We're going to talk a little bit about the future of level five, level six. I don't know what you call it now. Seems like still considered level six, but they haven't added any new members that they've added on in enrollment. And I don't know when they actually hold the open enrollment for level six, uh, but I think we're at level five. But you know who I'm talking about. The alliance that seems to be dominating this game right now, it's it's really insane how well they're – well, let's back up, Sam – how well a few of the members are playing and how badly some of them are just kind of there. And, of course, at the end of the show, we'll go for our gamers and lamers. Some of that alliance is going to be on the lamer roll call, and some of them, of course, will be in the gamer. So we see kind of right after everything kind of implodes, after after the eviction of Caitlin, which we kind of saw coming, and there's been some debate that I felt like Bailey's HOH might have been the worst one. In fact, I called it the worst one we've seen in a long time, if ever. And some people argue that Caitlin's was, and we're going to talk about that because I do slightly disagree that Caitlin's was was worse. Of course, Caitlin's at home, probably listening to the show, big fan, I'm sure. And Bailey's still there, but we still have to see what happens with Bailey going forward. But it was really, really odd. Uh, but what we see is Scotty coming under suspicion. Scotty seems to be on everybody's radar, and that's disappointing because Scotty was somebody that I liked really, really early on, and I still like, and I think Scotty may be in trouble under the Angela reign of HOH. A lot of people are really using Scotty as a scapegoat for many things because it seems to be easy um, and Scotty, the guy that we kind of thought was a was a person who thought a couple of steps ahead, may have thought too many steps ahead and may got himself stepped in something that is not going to smell very good if he does not find a way to kind of get into, uh, uh, get into a power, which he kind of does, and we're going to discuss that with a new alliance called the Hive. 
Uh, we'll discuss that where we think that's going to go. Um, but he comes immediately under suspicion because, as we discussed before, he votes out. I mean, he puts you know his vote on Swaggy C that's in him out of the House under Caitlyn's reign. You know, we tell you guys and we talk about this. You know. How long do you think you're going to be able to keep the trust of people that you backstabbed? Caitlin was an interesting case because we saw Caitlin kind of get, you know, Tyler to get into her head and make her doubt Swaggy C. We we said weeks ago, Caitlin, it's a bad idea. Don't do this. It's too early. And it kind of came back to bite her last week. And I think we kind of see the same thing with Scotty where Bailey kind of has a sense that Scotty voted out Swaggy C, and that kind of comes to fruition here. And Scotty C is immediately somebody that she's thinking about targeting. But she has, you know, bigger targets on her hands that she wants to get out, gets rid of. But what I find curious about this season is that almost every HOH has known who they want to get out. You know, and I think despite the discussion, we say this every week, despite the discussion that Bailey had with people, it seems like Bailey already kind of had her mind made up on who she wanted to get out, which, of course, is Brett, the other bro. We knew Brett was in a lot of trouble. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about Brett's game because I put it out there. I love the way he handles these evictions. I love that he goes up there and just throws anything out that will stick. Some things part truth, some things holy truth. I love it. I think it's fantastic, and and even though it doesn't really matter because the decisions have been made before he really gets voted on, he don't think that these things won't come back at some point. Don't think that these things will be forgotten by people who are hearing them by by Brett, especially when predictions seem to be coming true when he's saying these things. Now, that's what's key with what Brett is doing is that many of the things that he's up there saying sounds like a lot of jibber jabber. Truth of the matter is, is that when he tells When he tells people Rockstar was going to vote to save him, and he stays, and when people are telling others that there's a vote thing going on and that there's an alliance and man-eaters and all this other stuff, people are going to start to think about these things. They're going to start thinking, you know what, every time he's been up on the block and he starts running his mouth, guy starts having a lot of truth that seems to come to fruition. And really, I think a lot of it's just Stab and Dark. Of course, he has information, and he had information about uh, Bailey's app, and I thought it was great that he kind of revealed all those things. So I, I'm a big Brett blow-up-the-room fan. I love it when he does it. Put him on the block every week, let him do this. I, I love it. Um, but we know that he is going to be Bailey's ultimate target. And as we talked about, Scotty is a little bit of trouble. But I think that it's time for him to do something that he is going to do that we're going to talk about with the Hive. But I think it was with the wrong people. I mean, let's be honest, guys. How many of these evictions do we see the same people shocked at the outcome? It's the same people shocked by the outcome of the votes every single week, with the exception of Caitlin, which the House just kind of finally came to an agreement, enough's enough, nobody trusts her. She's a little bit of annoyance. Let's get rid of her. And it's really the only time the House has really come together that I can remember off the top of my head where they've actually agreed on getting someone out. That's the only week that some of these folks have not been shocked by the outcome of these votes. To make an alliance with these people who are just as shocked and surprised as you are, bad idea, because all of you are obviously not on the ends. You're on the outs. And 
Scotty needed to make a better move and get closer to Tyler. That's what everybody should be doing right now. And Scotty instead kind of continues to leave himself out there. His own group is on to him. I don't know that a lot of people are trusting Scotty. And Scotty is probably somebody who needs a very, very, very quick HOH, POV win. Of course, with everything going on with this app, it's going to be interesting what happens this week. Let's talk about Bailey's HOH. Uh, Bailey wins this HOH. And who's right there? The Game Master Tyler, and that's just what I'm going to say, Game Master. I think we called Scotty the Dungeon Master because he played, I think he plays a lot of the Dungeons and Dragons stuff, which is fine. I got people that play that that I know. It's not a big deal. People get sensitive about things like that. But the Game Master right now seems to be Tyler. And he's still playing the gray area, being a you know confident to the HOH winners and being an ear I mean, has anybody done more work in this season than Tyler? I mean, he's a, he's a really incredible player, and I do have some faults that I see cracking with Tyler here that happened this week. And we're going to talk about trying to get Tyler to reel back in some of the things that he's doing. But still, he comes out clean. But this vote is going to expose Tyler. And is anybody more – do you believe that anybody would be more vengeful than Bailey? Hell no. Bailey's going to come after him. We know that she's going to use that power, and she's going to – she's on to him. Tyler's game has to change and adapt at this point. But we see him talking to her. You know, being hurt by Caitlin's departure, he plays very, very, very uh, much from a position of being weak, and he's alone in the game. And Caitlin is somebody that's really devastated over her leaving and whatnot. And Bailey kind of eats this up. Bailey is a very intuitive player. I think that Bailey knows when something is BS. I think she sniffs it out most of the time. We saw her get tricked tonight, but most of the time Bailey seems to be really quick on things. And Tyler plays this really I'm alone in the game, and I think that that kind of wins over Bailey's uh, confidence in him. It kind of gets her to buy into being wounded and a free agent. And then we start to see where Bailey starts to go with her HOH. Now, I tell you guys, with an HOH, in my opinion, it's not so much who you get out at this point in the game. It's not so much about seeking out revenge. I tell you, revenge and emotional play is, is bad. And we saw a little, bit, a little bit about that tonight with Faisal. You get too emotionally involved in a person or a revenge idea, and by the time you get to be HOH, you kind of become a targeted person that's just set on one target and you're not really thinking about your end game. I think one of the best HOHs we've seen, and I mean I, I hate ringing the bell over and over, was Tyler's where he ends up falling into this level six alliance and ends up being one of the best things that happens for him. And I think if you're in an HOH situation, it is time to hear what people have to say it's time to kind of be quiet and hear what people offer you. It's time for you to move from a position of power to set up your middle game at this point and to maybe cross over into your end game by having some security. Instead, and why I think Bailey had one of the worst, worst HOHs, was that we see her demand loyalty. 
and demanding loyalty from people in a game where loyalty is very rarely found, in a game where loyalty so far in the votes have not fallen your way, demanding loyalty from people that are outside the realm of, of those that you affect directly in an alliance is a false trigger move that is going to get you nowhere. What you will get is people who will tell you whatever you want to hear. We saw this tonight uh, in the vote, but we saw it during the week where Bailey's demands for people to be loyal to her are really not something that people want to hear. They want to hear you discuss what you want to do in the future, who you want to take to the end, who do you want to get to jury with. You want to put together an alliance. She could have had a good moment where we saw it kind of with Rachel where there was some discussion about having a girls' alliance, and I think that should have been probably the position that she built upon. And instead, she kind of starts demanding that everybody do what she wants, or they will suffer. We saw this before in a season where people get this HOH and they forget that it's only for a couple of days and a week at a week at most, depending on, you know, being short weeks and when you get it. It's a situation, especially with Bailey, I don't think I don't know. Okay, I think she did have it for a week, but not important. But we see these people that think that this HOH is is the goal. It's the goal for them. If they get the HOH, this sets their game for the rest of the rest of the season. Couldn't be further from the truth. I'm a I'm a firm believer in HOH being a target on your back. The moves that you have to make at some point will come back and get you in some way. And the things that you do in that position of power can set you up for the end game, middle game, or to go home very soon. I think Bailey concentrated too much on trying to demand everybody to do what she wanted them to do. And it went forward. You know, it's like, I don't know if you guys like Friends. If you like Friends, I'm a huge Friends lover. I, I think it's one of the funniest shows ever put on TV. And I don't know if you remember the episode where Joey had the girlfriend that constantly kept hitting him. And it was I think it was Joey dates a girl that hits him or, you know, the one with the girl who hits or something like that. Anyway, he's dating this girl, and he kind of likes her. But every time she gets excited, she just beats on his shoulder. And I feel like this is kind of like Bailey's situation, where Bailey's the type of person that uh, wants to discuss with you all the time uh, about the things that she's upset about that you've done. I don't know if you've ever been in a relationship or you've ever been in a friendship or you've ever been with somebody who feels like it's important every time you do something they don't like to have a discussion where they beat on it for 45 minutes to three hours and you feel locked in a room and you can't get out. And I think Bailey's character in this game, I'm not saying that's who she is in real life. We don't attack people by their real life game, but real life. But I get the impression that Bailey's somebody that if she's not happy with you, you're going to hear about it. You're going to be locked in a room. And every single time you put the toothbrush in the wrong place, you open the wrong bar of soap, you don't take the shoes off before you walk in, every time you maybe don't put the dish up in the right place, we've got to have a quote-unquote discussion. And that discussion is not a discussion where you're sharing points to each other. You're not exchanging 
your dislikes and likes about the situation. You're hearing her tell you everything that you've done that she doesn't like. It's a very, very controlling behavior. And nobody in this house is going to last very long working with somebody that is going to do that. Your alliance is going to suffer from it. And we've already seen her do this 180. And what's amazing is is that we saw this with Sam too. Never did we think that sweet Sam would turn into this cold stone HOH ruler that wouldn't speak to anyone and nobody was allowed to campaign and nobody was allowed to talk game to her and anything like that. She's already made up her mind. Closed herself up from any alliances possibly that she could maybe work with. Closed herself off from any relationships that were open there. And Bailey did the same thing. There was no effort to work with others to find a an alliance that might be a little bit better. Maybe, ding, 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 an alliance that's not always surprised when the vote comes in. But instead, she demands that you listen and that you do as she says or you shall suffer. It's an iron fist rule. The overstatement of loyalty when you're an HOH. We get that you're HOH, you need support, but you also can't command it from people. Demanding their undying loyalty is the absolute worst way to go here. Sam was cold, Bailey was bossy, and people are only going to tell you what you want to hear week to week to appease you when you're like that. And she will continue to hear what people want her to hear and what she wants to hear from them to save her from just being an annoyance. She's too short with people. Scoot over, Sam. Bailey, to me, is the worst HOH ever. And Bailey absolutely wants Brett, but she doesn't even realize that she doesn't really have those numbers. But she tries to do it through forcing loyalty, Cutting your hand, let's shake blood sisters, blood brothers. Let's guarantee that you will be loyal to me. But, excuse me, what did Bailey offer anyone for their loyalty? What did she offer anyone for their loyalty? Doom. I'll get you. You'll pay. I've got an app. I've got an app. Got an app power. That's a pretty good one. I mean, I got him in. Hey, Bailey, hats off. You got a really great app. And thank you guys for trending her for that app. I'm being completely sarcastic. But it could make the game interesting, and if so, I'm all for it. You know, I love gameplay. So if you're going to give me something crazy that's going to be great for the game, I'm all in. Put my chips on that number because I'm betting. So I'm okay with her having the app. But, I mean, she's not really just, there's no exchange in this relationship of demand of loyalty. There's no exchange. There's nothing you're giving me. You can only send one person home. You cannot put all all these people on the block. They're not all going to go up there if they just make you mad and they don't give you their loyalty. You have no clue if that loyalty sticks. So you know who's going up. You know who you want. Be honest with it. Be upfront with it, which she was. But it's time 
for you to make the move from a power position to try to land something for your middle game and end game. Get your final four together. That's the only time people are going to listen and take you serious is when you're HOH because they feel like if I betray in a way where they're trying to make a deal with me and they can tell that I'm not going to stick to it, it's very possible she may put me up. There's no threat needed. You just need to talk to people and feel them out and see if there's something there. And, you know, Haley doesn't help the situation, especially with Faisal. Poor Faisal. Everything this guy does. I mean, can you feel any worse for a guy? Not only has he been completely sideswiped by every single vote, not only has the girl that he was messing around with in the house, not really, I mean, they kind of, you know, there wasn't anything there. Sorry, showmance lovers. Disappointed again. But he gets duped by her. She she does things that doesn't tell him about. And then we see Haley and Brett working Haley in the in the hammock and, Ah, Basil. There's just problems there. But we see that that Bailey decides that despite having the numbers, despite Haley being in error, despite the situation with JC, wait. That's right. Our game player from last week, JC, becomes an absolute dud this week. What an awful gameplay. I mean, this guy has finally done the thing that he has been wanting to do, to win Faisal, to get to get him in his power, in his grasp. And he's successful through through the blessings of Tyler, our BB Lord and Savior this year. JC is able to concoct a perfect plan to turn Faisal into his favor to get rid of Caitlin, to corner that relationship, to create a bond so that he can help maybe control the other side of the house. Brilliant, brilliant. Where's my applause audio? I don't even have it. But we find out that JC has a very bad ego when it comes to his game. And truth be told, Bailey decides I might put up JC. I don't like him. I don't trust him. There's been some issues between the two of them. There's no secret there. I mean, we've read about it. We got TMZ. We see things. Okay. You know, I don't talk about that stuff. But we know there's some issues there between her and JC. Warrant it, maybe. But she wants to go after JC. And what does what happens? This this beautiful seed we see JC plant, which I gave him a gamer tag last week. He works Faisal. He works Faisal. We get Faisal. We get Caitlin out of the way. We got things going. JC's about to go up. And Faisal goes up to Bailey, a, an alliance member, somebody that, he, you know, they kind of trust each other. I don't know. I don't, I'll be honest with you. By the time all this was done, I don't even know who Bailey trusted. I mean, she wanted loyalty, and at the end of the day, I don't even know if she ever really trusted anybody, which was even worse for the demands she made. Here we are. Faisal goes up, and he, and he convinces her that J.C.'s a bad idea. 
He distracts her. He gets her off J.C. And he goes and he tells J.C. She's not going to put you up. She was going to. And you know what? Fessy was right. He was, J.C. was going up. He wasn't lying. And you know what? Faisal, I think, kind of wanted a little bit of, hey, you know what? You've kind of scratched my back with Caitlin. You kind of helped me with that situation. You kind of helped me see the light. I'm returning the favor back to you at your request. I'm going to go up there, and I'm going to make sure that you're not on the block. We're buddies. You know, they do have a funny relationship. I mean, outside the obvious. They do have a funny relationship. But I'm going to go up there, man, and I'm going to battle for you. I got this. He does it. Very successful. Giving JC this gamer tag, man, this is great. JC has another angle he works. Fantastic. This whole face of thing falls right to the point of his favor. Fantastic. Problem is, JC's got a little bit of an ego. And he doesn't like anyone saving him from the block. Right? How dare you save me from the block? I do not need you. Really, I do. But I don't want to admit that I need you to go up there and save me. And he becomes kind of douchey about it. And I'm sorry if that's offensive to you. And you might be listening with children. But he was douchey about it. JC, just say thank you. I appreciate it. Move on. But what does he do? He throws his buddy Faisal under the bus, goes up there, tells Bailey everything. Faisal, you know, didn't need to save me, and he says that he saved me, but this is what's going on and all this other stuff. He told me about this and this and this. Oh, my God. JC, you just dropped from gamer to lamer, man. I mean, come on. Let's get in gear. <clears throat> use what you got to use. Advance. Progress. Advance. Advance. Advance in this game. All you've done is thrown the one person that was probably going to maybe take you a little further if he got in this game. And you blew it. Because Faisal, poor Kai, has been absolutely taken advantage of and screwed by almost everybody that's around him. I mean, even Haley has done it, hanging out with Brett. I mean, this guy, on the outside of every single vote, hasn't won a damn thing this whole time. But one of the nicest guys, it seems like, in the house. As far as I know, there's no controversy. He hasn't tried to manipulate anybody. He, He just seems like he's too nice for this game. But let me tell you, time to get your head on straight. And a guy that size honestly seems like he's no threat to anybody because everybody kind of knows Faisal's clueless. So what we see is we see Bailey put her nominations up, right? It's no surprise. We see that she puts up Rachel and Brett. She tells Rachel, you're going to be a pawn. Now, there are people who are built on an emotional, strong foundation. Brett. I said some things about Brett when we first started. I made some prejudiced decisions, which just to prejudge, on him as somebody I didn't think was going to actually be very smart because I usually find in these seasons 
that the people that are bragging about their intelligence are actually not the most intelligent people in the game. I'm not saying Brett is, but I'm saying that I misjudge Brett as a player, and I really like how he does things. Brett is not afraid to shake up anything, and he laid really low this week, and I thought maybe when he was on the block he might blow up a little bit, but he laid really low. And sometimes that is the best thing to do. The worst thing to do is to blow up. We never see somebody who blows up on the block get their, get an advantage from that. It never, ever happens. But we see Rachel become upset that she's going to be put on the block. She says everything wrong to a very controlling HOH in Bailey about how this is going to ruin her game and how this is this. And, of course, Bailey wants it to be about her. Bailey has made sure that her HOH is very much like her birthday that last a week where everybody has to acknowledge it and everybody has to talk about what's best for her. Unfortunately, Rachel and Bailey seem to be talking about themselves a lot in their own games. Rachel should just be cool at this moment, but she can't do it. Who would have thought that Brett, though, really would have handled things as well as he has the last couple of weeks? He's an obvious choice. He's been cruising for a nomination from the other side. They already got rid of Winston. You know that he's second on the on the hit list. But I do think the one thing that he could have done is maybe talk to JC on the block early. I think he probably could have caught her ear, said, I wanted to talk to you. Yeah, Bailey's been difficult. She's been demanding. But she also seeks attention and acceptance by demanding this loyalty. That's what she wants. She wants acceptance by demanding it. And Brett could have taken a shot at Scotty or JC, and I think Bailey might have thought about it a lot harder than she did before making those nominations. It's a little disappointed that he didn't try to do it. However, on the other end of it, Brett's probably smart enough to realize that anything he says up there is going to be pointless. Anything he tries to do is not going to work, and it's probably just going to make her more angry. So he kind of just stays away from it. And i got to give Brett a ton of credit for that. He seems to have, for the impulses we see while he's on the block, he seems to have some actual decent impulse control. Rachel does not. Brett could have promised at any point in his HOH that she would never be his nominee. (coughs) Would he honor it? Of course he's not going to honor it. (coughs) Excuse me, I'm choking. But Bailey's demand guarantee that she might have actually taken the bait from him, and I would have been curious to see if Brett would have tried to work that angle, how that would have gone for him. We see Rachel as the other nominee, but she's a pawn. And honestly, at that point, she's not somebody that people are dying to send home. She's a lamer. She isn't going to seek revenge anytime soon. She doesn't seem like she's going to really compete to win things. But nothing is worse than someone who doesn't know when to shut up and write things out. And we always get somebody like that on the block who is really not the intended target, and it's always going to be a pawn who doesn't want to be a pawn who doesn't accept being a pawn, and it just bothers them so much that people dislike them enough in a game where somebody has to go home that week that they're going up on the block, which means that they're not liked. And I think that plays in a little bit with Rachel. Rachel could have stayed close to Bailey. 
She could have said, "All right, I'm going to be your I'm going to be your pawn. That's fine. I'm going to play it cool." But I think that it's time for me and you to start trying to work together and try to do something. I think it's time for us to try to have an alliance. That's what I tell you guys. HOH is not about sending people home. You guys always get kind of hung up on getting revenge for something or somebody you don't like going home or whatever. And, of course, we're all like that. I'm not saying I'm, I'm, I'm immune to that. I feel the same way. But the bigger part of this is getting to the end. And Rachel should have, instead of talking about how this is so hard for her, she should have sat down and said, where's our middle – what's your – Bailey, what is your middle game? Like, after this HOH is over, what do you do? I think that's a key question that everybody should ask the HOH that hardly ever gets asked. Congratulations on this week. You want me to be a pawn? That's fine. As long as you promise me that I am the pawn, I'm going to be cool about it. But one thing I do want to ask you is what happens after this week? Do I think that Bailey thought one time about what happens after this week? Probably not. It might have crossed her mind, but she was so concerned with this week, which is one of the worst things you can do in this game because it's not, it is a week-to-week, but there is a middle and end. When you play chess, there's an opening, a middle, and an end, and you have to plan those steps to get there. HOH is an excellent way to plan that and to be in a position where you can talk about that. And Rachel being someone that Bailey is going to put up and has told you uh, you're going to be a pawn, and nine times out of ten, if you're told you're going to be a pawn, it is scary, but you really initially are being a pawn. I mean, most of the time when people tell you that, it really is the gig. It is what they want. They want you to be the pawn, which means they want you to go up and they want you to be somebody that people are not going to vote out and just be cool. But Rachel missed on a great opportunity to say, okay, I'll be your pawn. But what about after this week? What are you going to do? Maybe me and you should work together. Maybe she should have secured up a little bit more and stayed cool. But Rachel ended up being exactly what you don't want in an alliance, someone who panics. I'm going to tell you guys something. It's important that you take the rest of your life because you know I'm all about giving you guys fantastic life advice you can live by, right? I'm here for you guys. This is what I do. I do it for you. But my advice to you is never panic in any situation. No matter what the situation is, do not panic. Panic will not do anything for you but make a situation a lot more volatile and a lot scarier. In Rachel's case, she panicked. And it got her in a little bit of trouble by Tyler winning this POV. We're going to talk about the POV when we come back. That's right. we got to do a commercial. We're going to do it for our friend Morty, who sent us a really awesome commercial that I have to run. And I don't have to run. I love running it. I mean, I love it. So, guys, two minutes, 20 seconds. I'll be right back. Actually, it's just two minutes. So we shaved off 20 seconds right there. We'll be right back. We're going to talk about this POV and all the awful mistakes that were made during it when we return. Hang on, guys. It's the BB After Show. I'm your host, Sam. 
Be back in two minutes. It's summertime again, which can only mean one thing. Big Brother coverage is back at Morty's TV. Morty's TV is the website that's been covering Big Brother USA since 2000. And now Morty's coverage is on Facebook and Twitter. So check out our links at mortystv.com slash bb or tvfanforums.com. following uh, week 
And, she, uh, you know, who knows what the stipulations were her returning. Maybe she couldn't have been nominated. I don't know. But at the end of the day, he stands to be in a lot of trouble by saving Haley. He's made that decision. And it cost Caitlin her game, which Caitlin had a lot of responsibility for. Who are we fooling? But we saw this with Fessy. And we see kind of Tyler do the same thing. Now, I do think that Tyler did win this POV thinking that he could use it and he was planning on it. Luckily, Rachel did a lot of work for him that kind of saved him. But had she had not done that work and finding out that Bailey had this app to change nominations next week, which could have put him on the block too, he's in a pickle. If, if he Just to win it, he's in a pickle. To use it, he's in a pickle. Let somebody else who doesn't know, and I guess he didn't know about the app at the time, but let somebody else win that. Let Angela win it. You know, let somebody else win that. And I guess it was timed and nobody knew, you know, of course that. But you can definitely drag ass while you're playing this POV and make sure you're not going to get the quickest time. Again, I think at the time he thought he was going to use it, but I don't know what the benefit would be. When somebody else is in power and they're on the opposite side of the house from you and and they're, especially in his case, kind of cool with him, Bailey seemed to be kind of cool with Tyler, are you really going to use it? I mean, it's going to expose your game. And the people that kind of expect you to use it are going to feel like you don't really play on their side. Tyler needs to start throwing some competitions. He's done it in the past. He needs to remember to pick his battles. His game is about to get seriously exposed. If it wasn't exposed tonight, it's going to crack. It's going to expose. You can only say so many times that somebody flipped their vote before everybody says, who's the one person always saying a vote got flipped? Who's the one person always blaming another person? Well, it's Tyler. Tyler's the first person asking who flipped the votes. Eventually, it's going to be Tyler who is the one that everybody uncovers. But it's a much easier job to let somebody else get the use out of that POV, keep the nominations the same so it doesn't put any heat on you, or use it, especially if you know that you're going to be okay. Bailey's app power, though, is going to completely make this POV very difficult for Tyler, as we saw. He's almost blocked from really doing anything, which means that this app power probably is a little too powerful. It has affected the week before. It will affect the week of. That is an extremely powerful app that nobody else, I guess they kind of were able to pick what they wanted, but I really don't feel the other apps were really as good as this one. It's kind of crazy. But Tyler has his own app too, and you guys could tweet me and let me know when that, when that, I don't think that app is up yet, and I, don't, I think he's got a little bit of time. So really, he could have used the POV, used his own app, but at the end of the day, I think he did not really realize that he was going to be in a pickle whether he used it or not. POV is such a sticky thing, but Tyler winning these POVs and Tyler being involved in these HOHs, at some point this game is going to make him a target. It's just going to become natural here. And Tyler's the guy that I really want to focus on at this point. I love Tyler's game. I love where he has been. I love what he's doing. He has been one of the best players 
we've seen in a long time. And if he wins this season, he's going to be extremely well-deserved. But Tyler also has to start realizing now the HOH control where he's up there talking all the time, this I'm in the gray area thing, the great social game, the winning comps. It becomes counterproductive at this point in the game as we get in the middle. As numbers shrink, targets get bigger, and there's not a bigger target in this game to get rid of for fear of him winning than Tyler. Does anybody want to go to the end with Tyler? Of course not. And Tyler needs to think about that. i got to think about people taking me to the end. Have I done too much? Have I not let the game naturally do what it's supposed to do? I'm safe. Maybe I should have let some of these HOHs progress on their own. At some point, people will talk. The numbers are shrinking. He's too good, too early, and I loved a lot of the things he did, and I'm a fan of his. I hope he does win because I love the game he's playing. I think his number gets a little narrower as we go along and we start seeing him continue to make the moves that he's been making. But that veto becomes his albatross, I think, around his neck. Reminds everyone how dangerous he is, how he can win this veto, how he has control over these HOH uh, meetings. And I think I would have respected him a little bit more for him to realize his influence was just enough at this point. His mistake, I believe, is is the POV switcheroo that Bailey told to Rachel. And sadly, I know that that got straightened out, but what a missed slip of the tongue. This is what gets everything going in this alliance and gets everything going this week and gets things kind of hectic. Is that Tyler asked Bailey, if I use the veto, who would Angela go up? Bailey says yes. Well, Bailey is looking for who he's concerned about going up. Bailey's not dumb. I don't like her HOH, but I will never say that Bailey is a bad player. Well, bad HOH player for sure. Bad HOH-er? Bad head of household? I don't know that she's a dumb player. And we kind of see this reverse psychology between the two of them for a few minutes of them going back and forth over, you know, who's going to go up if I put it up. And he starts trying to play this off on Scotty, like, well, as long as it's not Scotty. Scotty's, you know, the bad guy closest to me, blah, 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 blah. This gets back, of course, to Rachel because Bailey tells Rachel. And it comes across as if Tyler uses the veto, then he wants to know if Angela will go or that I'll put Angela up. This gets back to Angela, of course, and we see everything get handled the way it was. But I want to hit congratulations to Angela because I love the fact that she called BS on the rumor. I love the fact that she never panicked. And we have said that we think, Angela, there's a gamer in there. We know there's a gamer in there. We we talked about it last week. It's there. There's a gamer in there. Lo and behold, if you listen last week, told you guys, sometimes when I'm right, 1% of the time i got to brag on it. Now, Angela, I think there's a gamer in there. It's going to come. It's happening. It's going to happen. We see it happen, of course, with this HOH. Thank God she didn't estimate a million seconds or whatever it was they were doing because she seems to really overguess things. 
And when I saw the difference in numbers in that final HOH, I was like, I, I think Rockstar was gonna was like, uh, I think she put like 900 or something, and then Angela puts 3,000. I'm like, oh god, here we go. And she almost nailed the number, so credit to her. But Angela handles this so well. We see so many people in this in this game get a rumor or hear something about somebody talking about putting them up or and they flip out. We saw it with Caitlin, right? I don't trust Caitlin fully. Well here we go. Caitlin sends Swaggy C home, absolutely puts a nail in her coffin uh very shortly afterwards. We see people play on this emotional key. We saw Scotty do it with Steve's eviction. He wants to get revenge on we see this, we see this, we see this all the time. But Angela steps back from the situation, says, you know what, I just don't believe Tyler would do that to me. And instead of getting mad, instead of getting angry, instead of flipping tables, instead of accusing everyone of everything, Angela very calmly processes this. She wants to hear from Tyler. She wants to talk. She wants to hear about what was said. Meanwhile, Rachel has lost it. Rachel has gone bananas, okay? I know we said this is Bailey goes bananas, but Rachel was, we saw tonight, right behind her. Rachel goes bananas. It's all about, oh, girl, I'm so mad. Girl, I am mad. And Tyler ends up getting out of that situation. They clear it up. Angela's back on board, but it makes Rachel look horrible for starting a quote-unquote rumor, which was somewhat true but not fully true, true enough, but wrong indication on what Tyler was really asking because he wanted to protect Angela from the blog. If Angela was going up, he didn't want to use that veto. He was actually protecting her. And as we talk about what they want to do with Rachel in this Level 6 alliance, we see Angela get really cold on this situation. I mean, she is ready to cut bait and run from Rachel. She's ready to get get over her. She's ready to get done with it. She wants to keep Brett. She's ready to play. Angela is ready to play. And I wish you guys could see my notes because before tonight, the biggest statement that these notes say is Angela's finally ready to play. These notes were taken last night. I wrote them last night. So, Angela is finally ready to play, and we knew that there was going to be a, a freaking bulletproof tiger inside this girl that was going to make her want to come out and play, and we are now going to see this, and we saw it tonight when she wins this HOH, but I think a lot of that came from her staying calm, keeping herself centered, thinking through the situation, and trying to find out the truth of it by not being overwhelming and overbearing and emotionally unstable. Where Rachel came off very emotionally unstable, Rachel became a really easy person to get rid of because she becomes someone that no one wants to align with, much like Caitlin. Rachel's situation is much like Caitlin's uh, eviction. These evictions are very similar. Of course, before eviction, Brett says something extremely important. And he says it to the rest of the guys, and it absolutely seals his ability to stay in this house. When he says... You realize that if I go home, the the probability for these girls to align together is huge. It clicks a light in Tyler's head. It clicks a light in J.C.'s head. And everybody begins to realize everyone who's gone home has been a male outside of Caitlin. 
and they begin to wonder, you know what, that's a great point. Brett stays calm, just like Angela. He comes to the table, he brings something sensible, and people buy it because he's he's calm. Angela stays in the calm zone. She gets everything worked out. She has HOH night. She wins it because she's she's not emotionally over over exhausted. She stayed calm through a tough situation for her, where she could have flipped out. She could have gone on the Rachel train. They could have jumped on the on the caboose together and rode out through making life hell for people, and she didn't. And neither did Brett. And that's key for these two, is seeing that. Their games are games where they're very calm and they're very thoughtful on the next thing that they want to do. Brett's a little. Uh, Brett's obviously a lot bolder than Angela is with his game and the things that he wants to do, but they're both people that kind of rationalize things out and then they present it or they ask or they find out information. This is very, very important. So this eviction we see, this shock again, that boast didn't go the way of a certain side of the house, and these guys are on the outside looking in, shocked as all out, trying to figure out how these votes slipped past them one more time because they had all these people locked out. You're going to find out that I believe Faisal will be one person who gets the blame. Some people will blame Scotty. It's probably already happened. But it's going to become obvious that the one person that's kind of not in their group but in their group is Tyler. And every vote that Tyler's had a part in, for some reason, it went the way that they didn't expect. And I think that's going to be the little crack in Tyler's game where he's going to lose half the house. Actually, less than half the house at this point. It's a huge, huge, huge time for Tyler to start making some decisions. And we're going to talk about what's going to happen with level six. And I'm probably going to shock you a little bit with what I think is going to happen here. But we see Queen Bay's crown come crashing down. All these demands for loyalty, all this desire, all this want for your blood and writing and your firstborn, all this other stuff, it falls completely false. And we said it would. People will tell you what you want to hear, especially when you demand it, when you don't want to hear anything else from them. When you don't want to hear anything different than what you think, people will tell you what you want to hear or you're going to hear what you want to hear. <coughs> Excuse me. Got the coughs for some reason tonight. Rachel just simply gave zero value. No great socially, uh no great social game, no pool, no side work, nothing. Nothing but instability. That's all she ended up offering anyone that was going to work with her. And for her to believe the rumor as quickly she did as she did about Tyler also showed that she was somebody that wasn't willing to talk to their her alliance and figure out what's going on. Tyler, why'd you say this? It's okay to confront somebody in that situation, but confront them in the right way. But we see these speeches that give, and I told you guys, I love Brett digging and pulling. I said this at the beginning of the show. I love it. I love this guy willing to throw out anything and everything to blow up a game. He's got a lie, cheat, and steal. He's going to continue to do this. And I love it. He stays extremely calm through this whole thing, presents a rational case to the other people who are voting early on about the girls having an alliance if he gets out and how many guys have gone home. And he presents that case, and he presents information that he got. And instead of 
saying where he got the information from, he throws it all on Rachel. And something that's really smart about Brett, that if you are going up against Brett, you have to realize, Brett's always okay with being the second to speak. He's always going to want you to talk first so that you can't rebut anything that he says. Brett is somebody who's always thinking about this situation. We've seen him on the block twice. We've seen him as a threat to go home, and both times he's been able to pull it out from from a spin. Give Brett a ton of credit here. I'm going to. He casts doubts on people in the house. He throws whatever he can out there to make sure it sticks. He, as we said before, says certain things that maybe aren't true that end up looking true because when he stays in the house and he's telling people Rockstar said she would flip her vote – and he ends up staying, guess what? There's a little bit of suspicion that Rockstar might have done that. Of course, we know Rockstar hates the bros. And again, we see the same people that are clueless. And you would think that these people are going to finally start getting a clue. And I think that they will. I don't know why Bailey thought that this week was going to be any different just because she demanded it. And, of course, we see Rachel leave. And I told you guys, Julie Chen earned every cent of her paycheck tonight trying to get some useful dialogue out of Rachel. Have you ever seen a worse exit interview? And, I mean, we've seen people come out mad, but they usually recognize that they're in front of a crowd and they begin to talk about the game or they begin to instantly forgive people. Some people we see come out, we think they're going to be really mad, and they end up understanding complete, uh, completely what is at stake, and they you know, say, hey, man, it's just a game or whatever, they got me good, whatever. We see people that are angry at what happened to them. But rarely do we see somebody who just honestly gives us nothing but crickets and empty air God bless Julie Chen. You earned every bit of your check tonight trying to pull anything of use out of her. I mean, I've never seen Julie Chen try to set somebody up to help them talk about something. Who do you think turned? I don't know. Well, let's run through every single person in the house, and then you tell me. You know, I mean, not been an easy week for Julie Chen with what was going on with uh, Les Munez either. (laughs) That's tricky. I am confused, though, if you guys can tweet me. The one thing I was really kind of confused about with that Les Munez thing, I heard that his sexual harassment case, and we're getting completely off of it, but you guys can tweet me and tell me. His sexual harassment case is, um, what do they call it? Now my mind's gone blank, but where it's gone on too long and, it, you know, whatever. And so nobody can do anything about it. But the Bill Cosby case? was like, what, 30, 40 years ago, and those women, you know, were able, I think they were able to win a court case against, I'm just, I mean, that's just curiosity to me if you want to tweet me. I'm curious why statute of limitations, thank you, why the statutes of limitations on Les Muniz were expired, but Bill Cosby's were from like the 70s. I don't know. This is confusing for me. Something I heard on the news this morning was kind of baffled by that, you know, state limitation thing. But anyway, maybe different states, who knows. Let's get to what's important. We see the new HOH. HOH is Rachel. That was pretty intense. You know, I didn't know what I – I mean, we knew the final two people. I mean, we knew we were going to get from Rockstar. She was going to go completely after Brett and Rachel, who is going to probably, in my thought, make a bold move this week. And I know that she probably has Scotty as a target – 
But in reality, I'm very, very interested to see what Rachel does from here. Or, I'm sorry, Angela. Ugh. What Angela does from here in her HOH. But if Scotty survives this week, I don't want you guys to be surprised if Scotty, I still believe, is an advanced player. If he survives this week, he's had some missteps, but I still think he's a player by working his way out of Bailey's target. And I think that Scotty needs an HOH very soon because he's about to become everyone's scapegoat. Don't be surprised if Scotty doesn't win an HOH to survive this or give it one hell of a try coming up. We know Bailey will see will seek absolute revenge on this uh on this HOH. She's going to try her best to ruin Angela's HOH. But on the other end, one thing that becomes very interesting in this is something called the hive, which we kind of alluded to. And the hive is uh, the hive is formed again by Scotty. It's just very interesting because Scotty tried to form this thing before that ended up falling apart after his HOH. But it's his brainchild, and the hive is composed of Rockstar, Haley, Bailey, Bess, and, and himself. And they're never going to win the vote side of things, but they feel like they might be able to win some HOHs and POVs. Truth of the matter is, I look at that list and I find it very, very, very unassuring that anybody's really going to win HOHs or POVs from this group because outside of him and really Bailey, Fess has been kind of a dud, Rockstar's a dud, and Haley's a dud. Why this hive is reformed is beyond, or is formed is beyond me because it's just a remastered version of the same album we just we just heard. It's the same group of people that are all clueless when the vote comes in, and that's a misstep on Scotty's part. Obviously, Tyler's the person to work with. Tyler's floating around to the other side of the house as if he doesn't have anybody to work with. I think this week with Angela's HOH. Tyler becomes very exposed. The vote is going to be figured out, I think, this week, finally. <clears throat> I think Bailey's going to put two and two together. I think she's going to, you know, inform the rest of them that, you know, Tyler, you know, Tyler's been in every HOH she's had controlling. Remember, he had con- he's kind of up there talking to Angela. I just have, or uh, to, to Caitlin, I have a feeling that Tyler gets really exposed this week, and I think it's going to be a little chink in his armor. But with Angela being the HOH, that kind of helps them, except Bailey has this app, and Bailey can set the HOH nominations. However, I don't think that with Bailey changing these nominations, and I think that she will because I have a feeling she could end up on the block herself, that I don't believe that she has any control over who the POV nominee would be, the renom. So you're going to get her changing the nominations. That's fine. And those two people would probably stay safe if she does that. Obviously they would. And then the POV becomes in play. She would reset who's going to be up. And then they're going to play POV. I would imagine how this is going to work. But, of course, you guys out there know a little bit more. Feel free to uh, inform me. But I believe that's how this would work. But something I think is going to be really interesting this week Scrap the hive, scrap everything, because the level five, level six, whatever you want to call it, its future is in doubt. 
I think Tyler knows the end is coming for level six. And with Casey and, and Rachel being a dud, and Angela up to this point not doing much, I think he's going to know it's time for him to cut bait soon. Casey obviously is not providing much of anything other than just moral support to people. But I could see very easily that Tyler decides that JC and Brett are people that he needs to keep a little bit closer and try to help get a little bit further. Maybe a final four. He might need to add Angela into that. Maybe, of course, Angela will be in a a position of power. And it will be interesting if Tyler talks to Angela about maybe cannibalizing this group a little bit. We talk about all the time that these alliances get to a point where people are going to have to eat each other. You cannot take ten people, six people, five people to the final two. It just doesn't work that way, although we see alliances think that that's how this works all the time. Tyler is very smart. And Tyler has to know that when this alliance cannibalizes itself, if he is not the person holding the knife, that somebody's going to be holding the knife in his stomach. Because Tyler is the hugest threat in the house, and it will become obvious within the next week or two. I really firmly believe that. And Tyler may be on the run if he doesn't align correctly now. He needs to take it to Brett and say, look, Angela's got this thing. Let's do a final four with me, you, JC, and Angela. Let's lock this thing down. Or let's lock it down with me, you, Angela, and Sam. Depends on who you want to take to the end because you don't probably want to take Sam to the end, although you're probably good. Tyler is somebody you don't want to take to the end or you're going to lose. You might be able to win against Brett, depending on who you are. But something tells me that there's going to have to be a selection process here of who can I beat in the final two. And that is going to have to be a process that starts happening in the next two weeks. Angela's HOH is there. It's good. They know that Bailey's app is available. They know what it does. You're going to have to get creative with nominations or just throw them out there and be done with it. Go ahead and Go ahead and put two people up and make the effort to see if you can wiggle worm your way into winning a POV and putting one of their side up. Maybe taking a shot at any one of them because none of them are doing anything. I mean, you can take a shot at Haley, Rockstar, Faisal. Good luck. Maybe take a shot at Scotty because Scotty is probably the smartest player on that side of the house but you can't put them up first because you've got to wait for those nominations to be changed. The only thing I think Angela can do is put one person from her side and one person from the other side, maybe put Bailey up, maybe put one of her own people up, and that way that reduces the number of people that Bailey can protect. And then when the POV happens, whenever she renoms, whatever, which is still not going to help anything, the POV is going to become very, very mightily important. And we'll see who wins that. That's going to be a serious thing because we need Brett to win, kind of like win an H, uh, a POV. That would be really huge for him. So I think that this Hive is pretty unimportant in this game. I think this is just a way for Scotty to get people around him to protect him. 
I think this is going to be something that Bailey's going to jump on to protect her. They obviously have solidified it. I don't think that it's necessarily going to do anything for anyone. They will still be on the outside looking in. They may get the advantage this week, but level six can take this hit, right? Because they still kind of have a good working relationship with JC, and they still have a good working relationship with Sam. They still have numbers. So they can dictate kind of who's going to go home no matter what ends up happening with Bailey. So who you put up is going to be kind of important to who she can get rid of and who she can take down. And that POV becomes really, really important this week. But this level six alliance is going to have to eat itself. When they get down to having maybe Faisal and Haley left on the other side of the house, then this next two weeks, something like that, they're going to take a hit this week, and they're going to lose a number probably. But that following week, watch out because they're going to probably do one more shot to get that smaller number out of there. And if they can get rid of a Bailey or they can get rid of a Faisal or they can get rid of a Scotty, probably Bailey and Scotty are the biggest risk on that side of the house. If you can get rid of one of them, that's going to change a lot of things. And probably Scotty's the best person to try to take out. So you're going to have to try to backdoor him on the flip. But this alliance is about to come to an end, and it's going to be really interesting who does it first. I always say be the first person to stab your own alliance in the back and do it at the right time. I'm hoping that because I like Tyler's gameplay and I think he's been the best, most deserving player so far, we'll see if Tyler's smart enough to do this first and start making those inroads. And he may start doing it this week because his exposure is, in fact, going to happen. And this game of him being able to play in the middle is not going to work much longer. It's just not. These numbers are going to dwindle down, and Tyler's going to have to have an end game. That's it, guys. We're going to give you the gamers and the lamers of the week. Gamers, Tyler, of course, brilliant on the move, but stupid on the veto. I mean, I love what he does, but that veto I really didn't agree with. I think he's exposed this week, but he's going to be a gamer no matter what. He's got to be the top spot guy. You can't hate him. you got to love him. He's bringing the game this year. Um, I kind of gave Faisal the gamer before tonight's episode because I like that Faisal got involved and said, you know what, JC is my friend. He helped me. I'm going to help him. The problem is, is that Faisal has his own little streak of jealousy, as we saw with Haley and Brett hanging out in the hammock. And that drops him right down to Lamer. I had high hopes to finally give Faisal a gamer tag. And I think I might have given it to him last week when he finally kind of woke up to Caitlin. But, I, I, you know, listen, this guy's always on the outside of the votes. He has no clue what's going on. He is absolutely the most pitiful player that we've had this season because he is so lost. And that jealousy of Brett and Haley, we're going to see if that comes back because – We'll see if Faisal begins to blame Haley for keeping Brett because they were hanging out on the, on the hammock. Um, and we'll, we'll just – we will absolutely see where this ends up. And I would not be surprised if Faisal's prepared to throw Haley under the bus as the boat because he doesn't know any better. I give Scotty a gamer tag. I think, you know, he survives the wrath of Bailey. He should catch a hint that he's on the outside. However – Unfortunately, when I wrote this, I didn't realize that he recreates the hive. He brings Bailey back into it. Bailey obviously was targeting him. Why he would go for Bailey, I don't know. 
But I give him a gamer tag because he's still trying to keep alliances together and he's still trying to win. But I think that Scotty's in a lot of trouble coming up very soon, whether it's his own people or the other side. Scotty just seems to be an enemy of everyone because he's just really a sneaky player that people are just not finding any kind of connection with. Sam survives the second worst HOH in a very long time. i got to give her credit. I'll give her a gamer tag. She's actually been able to blend right back in. Keep on rolling, no problem. Good for Sam. Still think that HOH comes back to hit her a little hard later on. People don't like not knowing how you feel. And you know how she feels, she tells you, but you also figured out that there's no changing her mind. And when she's bent on something, she's really bent on it. And she's very cold when she's bent on it. And there was a little similarity between her and Angela and how they treated a situation. Angela, Angela got very cold when it came time to cut bait on Rachel. And I also keep Angela my gamer uh, situation. Again, this is before tonight, and I promise. Uh, she didn't go on Rachel's information. She kept very calm. She thought it out. She decided to test the theory and the story. She's able to work it out. She stays calm. She wins HOH, obviously, before this was written, or after this was written, so even empowers that even more. And Brett, I love the way that he handled the nomination. He's different than I really I thought he would be about it. I feel like he's maturing before our very eyes. Our boy's growing up. And he has been very calm through nominations, and he's done a great job trying to flip things and, and put things on people, votes and whatnot. And his nomination speeches are the best. I mean, honestly, I love his nomination speeches. You know, you guys that 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 have loved some of the nomination speeches in the past, uh, it just this one, this guy knows how to really rock a house. I, I love it. Uh, Laming. I really gave it to Bailey. I just don't think that Bailey, even though she's got the power app that probably puts her in a gamer status, but I just really don't think that this blind side that she had from you know, being queen and thinking that this HOH is going to last the rest of her life, I just really think it was laming. I don't know that anybody will really truly want to work with her. Yes, she's in an alliance with Scotty, but does Scotty really trust her? Does she really trust Scotty? I think that Bailey is somebody that's going to be a target sooner than later. She survived this week because of her beautiful little app that she got from you guys. I don't vote, so you can't be mad at me. But I also like Bailey, and I was really disappointed by the way she handled this HOH because I really, really thought that after Swaggy C left, she handled it so well that I thought this is somebody who's got a gamer mentality. And I think she kind of does still, but this situation just was not good and the demanding of loyalty, it just was awful. I give Haley a laming. She has no clue what's going on. She's just there. Rockstar, throw her in there. Rachel, of course, was in there because she was just so pitiful. And JC ends up in my laming right after ending up in my gaming. What a 180 turnaround for this guy. I just hate the way that he, he handled the situation with Faisal. I think going up there and ratting him out and throwing him under the bus was an awful thing to do. I think it hurt the trust factor. I think it's going to hurt him going forward. And I don't think there's somebody that you really want to work with if you knew that situation. Tyler may want to start backing away from him, but I'm sure he's not aware of it. But you see somebody do something like that and throw you under the bus over an ego situation, you, you, that relationship's going to be really, really shattered there. And, of course, Casey's lamer. Listen, She's doing a great job floating, but she is not a winner in this situation. 
and she's somebody I really think is going to be one of the first people that's going to be cut from this alliance because she's just not providing anything. She doesn't want anything. She's not giving you anything socially. She's not giving you anything where she's going up and making moves. Just nothing. Casey's got nothing. Casey and Rachel were sitting on the same stoop, acting the same way, and we saw what happened with Rachel. Don't be surprised. I like Casey. I think she's got a great personality. I think she she comes across very, very likable. But Casey, you're not playing this game. You're just letting it roll right past you. It's one of the worst things you can do. You end up on my lamer list. How dare you? I need you to play this game. Guys, again, it's so much fun. Thank you for joining me tonight. That's the end of the show. We'll see you next Thursday. We'll see what happens in the HOH week with with Angela. I really think it's going to be some obvious nominees. I don't think Angela will break this alliance right now. I don't think she'll be the first to break it, although I would love to see her think about breaking this alliance and maybe talking with Tyler and getting a solid Final Four here. But whatever she does, it's going to be much for nothing because we know Bailey's got the app and things are going to switch. Hopefully these guys can come up with something that's going to make the week entertaining make it a lot of fun for us to watch. This app is going to make things really, really crazy. And so it's going to be an interesting week that could go anyway and anywhere. And the next HOH is going to be an even stronger case because this next HOH, if these guys are able to finagle the votes and they win the veto and they're able to send another member of the other side home in the hive, maybe Scotty is a replacement nominee, something like that, you're going to see this level six begin to crack, and they're going to have to start making moves. And Sam and JC, these guys that are in the middle, are going to have to be used in a situation to to strategically move because right there with them in the middle, they can't stay in the middle forever. Somebody's going to have to grab them. This thing is going to get a little bit nasty with this level six group. So I plan on that happening within the next two weeks. We're going to see how this week goes. Guys, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for spending your Thursday night with me. I will see you next Thursday, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We can talk about Angela's HOH and what we think is happening for the next week. It's been a lot of fun, guys. Tweet me. Let me know what you think. If you you love the show, tell a friend. If you don't love the show, don't tell anyone. Keep it to yourself. Sometimes it's best just not to talk about things. Guys, thanks so much. Take care of each other. Have a great night. This is the BB After Show, and I'm your host, Sam. It's been a pleasure. Flurries, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes! (laughs) Bye bye! Pull the mask off. People aren't going to like what they see. Looks going to look like flesh on the outside. Rip it open and it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yep. Hey, it's Boogie. Hey, check this out. unscrupulous and unexpected it's time for another summer of big brother